Dude, um, I was actually very happy to see that. You sent yeah. me the text message. You're like, dude, check, yes. check, check this shit out. And I was like, what is this shit? And uh, I opened it up and lo and behold, it's uh, is that the the official movie poster? Or is that... No, uh, no. So that was... What they're peddling. Uh, so that was... Yeah, that was Jim Lee art. So uh, that was made for... But we're recording this before DC announces a bunch of their stuff. They have that fandom event over the weekend or you know when we're recording this before that so we'll we'll talk about all the reveals and stuff next time but what that's going to do they're going to do um they're going to reveal a little bit about all their movies and like so like all their movies so we'll get like the the snyder cut justice league well they're going to talk about wonder woman part two uh i think they announced black adam we'll get something from that flash so it's like as you well, know right yeah, the Flash movie, and, uh, and basically whatever else they're doing, they're just gonna show a little bit of everything. How wild so, like, is that I, though? Like, like legit. It, it is. Like, like we went from zero to sixty. Like, <laughs> no shit. Super fast. They, <laughs> they canceled like you know because there's no comic cons and stuff. Uh, pandemic era, you know, 2020. Pan like can't do any of that. Can't like. They can't do traditional announcements, so basically they're just stacking it all in one day, and we're getting like a, a huge live worldwide event where the, it's just gonna be, you know it's the Skype calls and Zoom calls and stuff like that. But we'll also get hopefully trailers, or you know I'm I'm hoping we'll get a trailer for the Batman, you know because they filmed some of it, you know they they got some of it out there, or like yeah apparently we'll they filmed two thirds of it or some shit like that. Yeah, so we gotta get a trailer, or we get at the very least we're gonna get looks at all these you know people in costume. Like I'm pretty sure like we're gonna get that stuff. If we have to wait till next year, they're gonna give us something like that. I don't I don't know what to expect, man. But what we do know going in is that the Flash movie is confirmed to be like, oh, this is a multiverse movie. Well, like, I mean, this is like that they they definitely have to kind of just say fuck it and i agree and go crazy you know um especially yeah. with how the animated movies present that whole universe where the flash is able to kind of you know uh using the speed force and all that stuff is able to go into all these other parallel universes and and change shit up and do all that stuff so i'm glad they're like fuck it you know we're doing this and according to what i read pretty much everything we've seen in dc is like kind of part of the whole experience so yeah from the michael keaton batman to the ben affleck batman everything is gonna be kind of weaved into this new multiverse right yeah, so the director of the Flash movie, uh, Andy Muschietti, who we've talked about at length because he did It Chapter One and Two, you know, go go check out those episodes uh, early on in the in the morgue run. 
everybody. But oh, yeah. um, so he he explicitly stated. So he confirmed that uh, Michael Keaton was coming back as Batman. He confirmed that Ben Affleck is coming back. Something we've been asking for, you know. And the uh, it's already confirmed that Henry Cavill is going to show up in. Yeah. Some DC movies, they didn't say which one, but it'll probably be Flash. Because if you're doing Ben Affleck, you might as well do Henry Cavill, you know? You exactly. might as well have him show Agreed. up. Yeah, and but basically, they're doing the multiverse thing. They're doing the, um, like you said, everything that has happened and ever will happen. Like, that's what Muschietti said. Like, that all exists. Like, Birds of Prey, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, the DCEU stuff, still, still, they can still make those movies. They can still make their Joker movies. They can still make the new Batman, Robert Pattinson, you know, and if they're doing Flash, they can either rewrite it. They can either do the Flashpoint and just be like, oh, everything in this canon is real now. But you see, that's or that is uh, that's very smart uh, because mm -hmm. it still gives them the opportunity to be open to interpretation with a lot of their movies and a lot of their heroes. Um, as you mentioned before, the Joker movie, right, exists in its mm -hmm. own universe now. Um, mm -hmm. uh, the Michael Keaton Batman, you know, we, we knew him from the original, you know, DC Batman like movies, you know, from Tim Burton, and then the Ben Affleck one. And it's cool for DC because they've understood that their success is really lies in just those one-off movies, you know. Um, yeah. Being able to tell those stories, giving the filmmaker now a little bit more free reign as to where to take that direction. And it's it's helped them a lot. And it's crazy. It's like I said, we're going from zero to 60 because at one point, all these projects were like fucking canceled and done. And yeah. <laughs> they were never going to see the light of day again. And then Ben Affleck was like, fuck this shit. And Cavill went to do The Witcher. Um, and it was just a hot mess. And all we had standing still was this Wonder Woman and Aquaman, right? Um, yeah. Because the Flash movie got, got dropped as well because it was supposed to be a Flash and Cyborg movie. Um, yes. And that got dropped. So now all of a sudden everything's alive again and everything that we've seen is still kind of part of this multiverse canon. And uh, it's dope. Uh, I'm glad that they're doing that and I can't wait to see what happens uh, this weekend. We'll definitely talk more next week about this stuff. Um, but welcome folks to episode 44 of the official Corpse Feed podcast, The Morgue. And with me as always is Mr. Nick Valdez .com. What's up, Tex? How's it going? Howdy, howdy everybody. How are you doing, Arturo? Uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. And uh, this week we got uh, a bunch of news to talk about. Uh, we got a, we had a packed show. Uh, mm -hmm. We're talking about uh, two very different movies, very cool movies. Uh, we're continuing the Final Girl Summer event with uh, mm -hmm. a little uh, one we call Coraline, which uh, in my opinion has a lot of resemblance to the Nightmare on Elm Street kind of tale and Nancy, and I'll, I'll bring that up later on. And we're also talking about the, this pandemic movie that they made, um, yes. right, called Host. It's now on Shudder. Um, we'll chit-chat about that later on. We were actually super surprised about that movie and, and, and should have a decent combo about that later. I hope you guys enjoy that. Um, but now we're talking about what I got an email for since I'm an AMC A-list member. <laughs> And, you know, that right. uh, the movie theater um, is finally 
opening up, right? AMC yeah, yeah, so, is finally opening. Yeah, so as a as of this recording, they are they are open. Like they're open. So it as at this point, they AMC is open. Like they said they're putting things in place to like you know the to be open during the pandemic, you know, the social distancing and all that stuff. And like one of the things that they're luring people into theaters for, like it's like, oh, these ticket prices are like a dollar something a movie, but you know the movies available are like, um, yeah. Hang on, I gotta look this up. Yeah, they so got some. Uh, besides the actual like Hollywood re- new release of uh, New Mutants, right? They're also peddling out like old school movies. I think uh, Aliens is on that list and other like classics for only like five bucks. And uh, that's one way to uh, like to lower back the people. I think they're going to lower down concession prices as well. Uh, the way they're doing it, it's uh, opening day, which is the 21st. The way they did it was they they had older films, like you said, uh, Ghostbusters, Black Panther, Back to the Future, Grease. And so those those on opening day were uh, are going to be like a, they're a dollar or something. And then after that, they'll be five dollars. And then new movies coming. You have the New Mutants, like you said. You have Tenet, fucking finally. Finally, you know, finally. <laughs> yeah, you have um, you have the Russell Crowe movie where he's like a road rage guy. The road That's, rage one, yeah. That is the plot of a Lifetime movie. I remember watching that exact movie. Is someone just getting so bad in road rage they just follow him forever, but um. Nice. That's pretty much it. <laughs> like, yeah, like. AMC said like about like two thirds of its theaters will be open in time for like Tenet, which is in September. So, but like California and New York are still closing stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, it's all, it's all just like middle America and all that stuff. But so the AMC sent you that sent you, or they sent basically all the customers that, that fucking email. Yeah. About, all the like, how they plan to, yeah. How they plan to reopen. And it's, it's kind of wild, the stuff they detailed in there. Uh, oh, yeah. So the thing is, they, um, they're they doing social distancing. Like, uh, they are limiting the seat capacity. You know, everybody's got to wear masks. But, you know, you're still eating concessions and stuff. Yeah. Like, you're, si- you're still paying for all that. And you're still, like, you're still sitting in a box with other people. Yeah. For, like, yeah. <laughs> they talk about HIPAA filters and... All these cool vacuums and ordering food on your phone and electrostatic sprayers, which is a new thing now. Um, And just a lot of um, high tech mumbo jumbo. But as you mentioned, you're still sitting in a fucking box with people munching on popcorn, drinking soda, eating chips, just like chewing with their mouth open because they know no one's looking, you know, (laughs) and they're not wearing their mask because they're eating. You know, yeah, and, and they're gonna be spraying particles out there. Um, they're gonna not be um entirely um. That's yeah. COVID no, safe. it's the same. It's the same reason you should be eating at a restaurant right now because it's like super vulnerable. Like those, you're sitting there and you're eating. Like you're not. You know, you can sit with your mask at the table. What's the point when you're taking it off every two minutes? Agree. Or you take it off completely while you're sitting there eating. You know, like there's Agreed. no point to that. Well, agreed, one hundred percent. And, and yeah, to that yeah. note, uh, remember the, that Twitter, um, uh, there was a tweet out there that showed the seating um, chart of a movie theater. And all yeah. they pretty much did was block off the row in front of you, but still not like the side. So there's people sitting 
next to you, but not behind or in front of you, which makes absolutely yeah. no sense. Um, yeah. So that doesn't really look safe. And honestly, like, it's, again, it's going to take a heck of a lot to get me into the movie theater. We mentioned Candyman in October. Um, but I'm hoping they do the smart thing and also, you know, release that shit on VOD. It's like I was telling you, I would rather have Disney Plus release New Mutants and I'll, and I'll gladly pay the 30 bucks instead of for the Mulan movie or some shit. You yeah, I, mean? I, I don't I don't know if we've talked about this yet, but yeah, Disney Plus is they're they're setting it a precedent with that shit. Like if if enough people pay for 30 so it's a $30 rental, but it's also like you keep it for as long as you're streaming with Disney Plus. So oh, it's so like, it's like kind of yours forever until you cancel the subscription then. Yeah, like it's but that's not yours. You know what I mean? You're paying thirty dollars just to keep it in your streaming library. So you're basically paying thirty dollars for the rental unless you really love fucking Mulan so much that you want to see it over and over again. You know, and that's the thing. And New Mutant, they couldn't do that in New Mutants because there was a thing in the contract that said, like, oh, it has to go to theaters before, do, you know, that, that's yeah. probably what's going on with a lot of these movies. You know, you, they, they can't do it. That's lame. But that's very lame. But again, it's, um, you know, it's, we'll find a way, I guess, to see New Mutants online. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and but at least we got Bill and Ted. They're doing the smart thing. You know, they know. I, I'm sure the company, whoever, I forget who Bill and Ted, who owns them now. I forget what company it is. But they realize that, yeah, let's do it on VOD too, whatever. You know, because it's, it's not going to, it wasn't going to be the biggest movie anyway. In in a in a non-pandemic world, in the perfect world, like, yeah. it, Bill and Ted wasn't going to have the biggest opening. Agreed. So I'm pretty sure that, I'm pretty sure they're like, look, let's, let's take a week and get in theaters, but let's do VOD. You know, and I I think now's the perfect time for that too, because everybody's gonna want to see Keanu Reeves in a fucking new movie in a movie. <laughs> well, a new Keanu movie. Yeah, new Keanu movie. <laughs> but um, it's like a, it's like we keep mentioning every single week here on the show. Um, that no shit, dude. It's, oh uh, man, you know, just give us the content, man. Like, yeah, we will gladly pay for it from the comfort of our own home. Like, you want to charge us like. You know, 20 bucks for the rental, like, you know, that usual new movie release. What is it like 48 hour rental? Dude, here's mm. 20 bucks, you know, let me just see the fucking movie. That's all we really ask. Yeah. Just let us see the fucking movie. We'll pay you the money because honestly, yes, you are losing out on profit if it's not in theaters because you you charge 20 bucks on VOD. The ticket itself costs 20 bucks, you know, and then a bunch of people are seeing it with you at home. You know, yeah. So I understand the plight of the, you know, of the theater industry. I get it, but it's not fucking safe. It's not safe, man. It's not. Yeah. And you're not helping yourselves by not making it safer. But even then, like Zachary like mentioned, you're still sitting in a box. It's it's yeah. tough to sell anything where you're hanging out inside for a long period of time with strangers, especially these yeah. days. Like we mentioned, the restaurants, right? Movie theaters. Mm-hmm. indoor activities people doing comic cons for some reason there was like some uh, some cosplay comic cons have happened which is ridiculous there's a lot of stupid shit still going out there and until they get a hold of everything it's it's gonna be very difficult to get people into the into movie theaters good luck to all who go uh, yeah that's that's pretty much it i, like, ho- it's I hope just... those filters really work <laughs> yeah no i like i 
I agree. I hope it works out for everybody who goes. You know, I want, I wish everybody's safe. I want everybody to be safe when they're doing it. But at the same time, it's not like there isn't stuff on streaming now. Like, uh, so the biggest surprise of the last month, really, of quarantine, honestly, the biggest surprise of quarantine is that you can make a movie during quarantine. You can do it, man. And you can be successful at it. Like, like Shudder. It's uh, it's very clever. Uh, so we're talking about uh, the Shutter exclusive movie uh, Host, um, which is yes. the first movie released under the um, uh, under this pandemic, and the first movie made during this pandemic. Um, and it was all made uh, via Zoom, uh, using the the whole Zoom concept, where you know they give you a block of time for free. Um, if you want more time on Zoom, you have to pay for it. So they use that whole concept. And they, um, it's ha- it's like a bunch of little webcam chat screens, and they do a good job of kind of they do a good job. If you've seen movies like Unfriended and stuff like that, where they use a whole like chat room feature, the mm-hmm. or, or the FaceTime stuff, um, it, it is like that. But this movie does a, a smart thing of actually getting kind of decent actors to you know portray the story and that's, uh, yeah yeah that's and, i completely agree and uh on top of that the story they they concocted yeah it's a little kind of far-fetched but uh it's it's clever it's smart and uh you know to think of of doing a virtual seance uh that's it's it's very smart very very smart it's kudos to whoever like legit wrote that because you definitely used you know the zeitgeist and everything going on to kind of make this movie happen and and it 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 works honestly it works like i like in terms of you know uh scary stuff and horror stuff it did get me a couple of times like yeah it it was creepy um and in 56 minutes you accomplished all that stuff and i've seen movies longer than that that don't give me a scare um and they do a good job man they do a very good job in in terms of using the zoom feature which i mentioned Mm -hmm. you get a block of time for free and as the movie goes on, it keeps telling them that hey, there's a certain amount of time left on this uh, on this conference call, um, and mm-hmm. that kind of gives you this sense of of a countdown going on in this movie. Like shit's gonna go down, um, so let's see what happens. And knowing the length of time left on on these conference calls, um, kind of gets you jumpy and and anxious and looking for like shit to happen and uh, it was it, it was fun to actually watch this little thing it's uh, it's been a long time since i've actually seen a movie like that solid in terms of length and just the format yeah i completely agree it's you you've said it all like it's very it's very smart it's very it, it uses it it's something that like i don't think you can do like another unfriended or you could do you can't do like a host too it's a one and done. Like, yeah. This is it's basically like like a Twilight Zone episode. You know, you you got it, and like that was it. You can't do anything more with it. And they, it's very, it gets in, it gets out. It's very tight. Like it's just, it it gives you enough time to like get to know each of these characters as characters. Yeah. You know, each of them has the little quirks. They have like little comp. It, it's it's set up like just a, a regular friend hangout. So it's just people are talking about random stuff. Let you know a little bit about each of their personalities and then, you know, every shit goes down and it's very smart about how that shit goes down. 
and like the honestly the the stuff with like the explanations were cool like yeah. i really appreciated that like it's one of those things where i i liked i like the mythos <laughs> quote yeah, unquote no, you know? i agree it's, it's cool. a it's 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 a good horror origin idea thing, you know, because at the end of the day, we don't know what it is, you know, like spoilers. There's a thing, yeah. <laughs> like, like, you know, like go see it. Like if you see it before you listen, to, like pause this, go see it and then come back. You, you know, it's only an hour. Like you'll be fine. And dude, I saw it on my phone and that worked. Nice. Like I was like, yo, and it's like I saw it on my phone and I was still like all in. You know, and nice. like the, the jumps, like the jumps still got me. Yeah, like, like I saw it, like I saw it on my TV and the jumps <laughs> got me. I had goosebumps on certain times. They, they, they did a good job uh, using the static camera where like as somebody walks away and you know exactly where to look at, you know, and you're mm-hmm. expecting something to come, at, you know, from any direction and, and you're focused on that little frame and exact, and it's just big enough where your eyes can kind of, see the entire environment and and kind of uh see everything unfold because of the whole chat box thing you know um yeah and it, it's it's very smart and like i mentioned before they used uh, a bunch of good actresses to actually portray their these little short parts you know they probably didn't have much to work with in terms of uh of character development but they 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 injected life into all these characters as you mentioned we got to learn so much about these characters in so little time um and they definitely kind of hit it out of the park with it man um obviously i wasn't expecting anything great um i got more than i expected to be honest with you and it was a, a nice little movie where it's like yo it's 56 minutes you can just pop it in real quick and just watch it again you know yeah um, it's yeah. It, it it's it's sold like it, you, you we watched it alone for the gimmick you know it sells itself on the gimmick it, it you have yeah. to watch it at that point like because either way we're gonna watch it it's an hour it's through zoom why not but then like to have a good movie on top of that like yeah. cool like it they that team deserves all the credit, you know, for whatever real project they want to do post quarantine. You know, I hope, yeah. I hope this gets them like that little extra bump. You yeah. Know, like maybe shut, you know, maybe shutter, put a little money into it. Absolutely. Well, you know what? You know, it's funny. Shutter sent me an email that my, uh, that, that my, my membership fees going up. So I, uh, <laughs> to kind of provide you more original content, which you, which is hilarious. Um, but, uh, also, just to, you know, not downplay the horror aspect of this movie, they do a lot of fucking crazy shit here um, yeah. where, you know, you get very good gore visuals um, and even like that demon visual, whatever it is that comes out of the seance, you know, um, mm-hmm. even that itself it was very well done. Um, there's one scene where one character gets like burned alive and, uh, it looks tremendous because you don't expect that to happen, but then you kind of start seeing this body start burning up and you're like, holy shit, I didn't expect that. And uh, there's another scene where like, uh, one of their heads gets just, you know, bashed into the desk or the computer over and over again. And it looks awesome. They do a good job of that. And then. They did a good job of um, just the, the other practical effects, like the pulley stuff. And um, if you see the credits at the end of the movie, you can see all the visual effects stuff that went into the film. Um, yeah. To make it look as good as you know as, as it did, because also we have to mention it looked 
professional. You know, yeah, it, it's a fifty-six minute movie, but it doesn't look amateur. Like, so don't get it twisted. Um, it, yeah, it, like it's yeah. it's a Zoom call, yeah. but it's also like a super edited, super yeah. like it, it's a clean fucking like it, they made sure to nail it. Like yeah. they made sure like every little Zoom thing looked good. Every little like yeah yeah like, and, the houses they had to they had to like found all those houses you know wherever whoever's houses they were. You know, yeah, like yeah. those, those are all sets. Like those are five, six different sets that they have to use. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, the, and then, and then the designs themselves, like, you know, the, like you said, for the, the thing that comes out Yeah, like, that like, yeah, you're right. There's, there's a ton of money that went into this. And like, uh, yeah. that, uh, you remember that face app thing that zoom has where yeah. it, it puts a mask on it and then it did it uh, in this invisible kind of like entity and yeah. that that shit was fucking crazy. That looked really good. It, it was creepy yeah. too because you saw this just floating face in the air, and you're like, "What the fuck is that, dude?" Um, yeah, it yeah. Was, it gave that that part specifically kind of got under me. Like yeah. it got me because I kept it like you know you kept waiting for like the things just gonna jump out at the screen, but it never does. Yeah, like they're smart about that. They kind of just it, like it knocks some stuff over, but it never like does the leap. I was expecting like the fucking leap with the mask and they'd be like, uh, you yeah, know, but yeah. that's, that's what I'm saying. Like this, they, they're very smart about what they do with like this gimmick. They yeah. made the most out of it. It definitely reminded me of the first time that I watched a paranormal activity. I saw it in theaters and it had that vibe first, you know, like, cause like I saw it in the screening of the movie before it came out. Um, oh. and it, you know, they had that oh that scariest shit in the world kind of stuff. So Oh uh, yeah, it yeah. was what was the gimmick back then? It was like uh get get your city to play this movie. Yeah, exactly. Town. Exactly. <laughs> so it was um it was dope in terms of like seeing that not amateur filmmaking style for for the movie, but just seeing this more of a a lower budget horror movie use the camera. Um, and and camera apps to their advantage like in paranormal activity they use that baby monitor stuff and they use like surveillance camera stuff very well so it gave me the same kind of vibe um because it's using all these different camera tricks and like ways to to kind of capture stuff in order to kind of make this movie which is pretty dope um and kudos to them like legit like good yeah. job especially for the the gore in the movie was surprisingly good i didn't expect it to be that gory in not it's not gory sense but i didn't expect it to be that visually like violent in certain scenes yeah. um yeah. and they did a good job of that they did a good job of um using you know darkness and that space thing you know like in horror like for example with invisible man um where mm. you can watch a space and know like when when Moss's character is staring at a corner and she knows that this fucker's there, it was like the same right. thing that you know you were looking at this frame, the Zoom chat, and you're like, yo, there's something there, you know, I don't know what it is, but there's fucking something right there down that hallway, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so good job on that. Um, again, uh, if you have Shutter, for sure, see if you can watch it on Shutter. If you have it, um, I definitely recommend it. It's fifty six minutes. You definitely have seen longer trash um, in horror, <laughs> to be honest with you. There's a lot more trash yeah. you can watch. Um, and and 
it, it just goes to show like to write a good story have a, a good kind of gimmick in mind to, to um, assert yourself and also differentiate yourself from you know the pack so a great job and great job shutter just putting out that original content out there so hey if they're gonna increase my fucking membership fee as the, at least keep this shit coming you know yeah no shit like yeah. if you're gonna you know if that's true if you're paying like a dollar extra a month like then fuck it why not like as long as there, as long as it's good content, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yo, real quick though, before we get into Coraline, um, uh, I was uh, fucking bored the other day, and I watched mm-hmm. that movie Countdown. You hear that movie Countdown? No, what it, is that? It's that movie where um, there's this app that tells you when you're gonna die. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yo, so like, like mm-hmm. it's a, uh, it, it was a neat little movie, man. Like it was, mm. it wasn't as terrible <laughs> as I expected it to be. I um, I expected it to be total trash. What I got was not total trash. Um, it was just it was a passable, decent little horror movie. Um, what? So was, what streaming service? No, dude, I was just watching shit on demand, like on cable. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. so it's just like a, a random movie and, that's dude, out there. Okay, the, the random movie that I picked. Um, it came out in theaters. <laughs> Um, it, it came out in theaters briefly. You might have seen the poster. It was like a dead hand with like a cell phone and like a countdown clock on it. When did when did it when did it come out? Do you uh, know? Last year, it came out last year, legit. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah. And <laughs> I was I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let me see what this is all about because you know a, a lot of people gave it that you know these little fucking blurbs that you see all the time. Oh, it's scary shit and all that stuff. I was like, let me see what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> Yeah, because like, so countdowns and phones, it's, it's, I think, I think it was one last call. I think that was the movie. Where, where they, oh, get, which one is that one? So it's like this ghost in the phone. I, I think that's what the, I think that's what the thing was. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's on Amazon Prime. Because uh, yeah, it, it had the same, it had the same woman who was also in, um, what is, Stranger Calls. It was that same. It was the same actress because she kept popping up in a lot of stuff. She had like dark hair. And, oh, you know, okay, yeah. I'm getting my. I know what getting my phone movies mixed. I know you're talking about <laughs> that chick, but I don't know what movie you're talking. About. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't Last matter. Last call sounds familiar, but anyway. Yeah, this movie at the, countdown. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> this movie countdown pretty much like if you download this app. And uh, you accept the user agreement and shit. You're like tied to this like curse on this app. So legit, it's like a demon in like this app. It's like a, it's like a a curse in an app. And mm, so it's the ring, but just new yeah. age the ring. You know what? Yes, exactly. It's the same kind of gimmick okay. where like, oh, if you download it and you see it, like if you if you click accept and it gives you a time of death, that's what you're kind of be. <laughs> Held to yeah, because because you know? remember there was uh what was it rings? Did we oh see rings? God. We saw it together, right? I think we've talked about it in the show before too. Yeah, but dude. like that was the thing there. They put it on the internet. <laughs> that yes, was... yeah, they put it on the internet exactly. So instead, like this curse is like in this app, and you download this app, you get this fucking countdown. 
right? And if you try to deviate from your original plan, right? It says uh-huh. you've, you've broken the user end agreement. You know what I mean? Because you're trying to deter what's going to end up happening. And the coolest part of this movie, legit, at like, is the fucking the kills. Because um, it's like this invisible force just grabs them and makes it all look like an accident, right? So, for instance... Um, so it's Final Destination to Jace? Yes. Yes, kind of, for sure. Um, okay. But, a bit but it's more, a little more, like, physical? A, like, it's a little more, like, like it grabs them and does this actual shit? Yeah, yeah, legit. Okay. Uh, yeah, because okay. yeah, they don't cause their own death. Like, if you were, like, for, for instance, the first death in, the, in this movie, this girl mm-hmm. was like, oh, my God, I'm going to die in, like, 30 minutes, whatever. I just want to go home, blah, blah. And the boyfriend doesn't believe her. So she leaves the car, right? So mm-hmm. the boyfriend gets into an accident seven minutes later, right? Which is the time of her death, right? And through where she was supposed to be sitting was like a big old tree branch went right through the seat. So she was going to oh, die wow. in that accident, right? But then because she was at home, like the curse got her at home. And like you just see like this force just grab her up and like you hear crunching of the neck and all that stuff. And then it just drops her. And she hits her head totally on the fucking, on the bathtub, which makes it look like it was an accident, you know? Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. And it just looks really good. I didn't expect it to look, like, that violent, to be honest with you. That, I think that was the best part of the movie where, like, the kills were, like, fucking kills, you know? Okay. Yeah, okay. Um, and the, the demon and the curse was actually looked kind of, pretty cool too um it looked it had this krampus like vibe to it um but over like with a sheet like a very dirty sheet over its head um, oh, okay yeah it was uh it was a cool movie it was a sunday kind of thing you know so you, you, you're just <laughs> yeah. looking for something interesting to watch you know and i usually go by length it's like how you know how quick can this be you know how Weird. yeah yeah exactly how fast can i time, finish this movie time <laughs> is precious man like very. that's the thing like i I'm all for longer movies. Yeah. I'm all for, but they also have to be good, man. Word. But they like at the same time, it's like you you have so precious few hours in the day. It's like I can either fit three movies that are an hour long, like host, or I could watch this The Irishman. So, so it's like no, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch like the three hour long movies, like host. Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Not all of it's gonna be Doctor Sleep, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, wow. But yeah. Um, but uh, speaking of movies that, um, you know, I can pick to watch over and over again. Uh, tonight's movie, uh, we're going to talk about uh, part of this little Final Girl summer event. You can say she's it, it's not truly the definition of a Final Girl, but in my opinion, it is. Um, because you have a character that has to go through a bunch of, a, a bunch of development in terms of character. Uh, because, you know, she starts in one way and she ends up being a better person at the end of the movie. Um, mm-hmm. And she has to go through a bunch of obstacles um, and face a monster one-on-one, you know. So in that case, you know, she is a Final Girl. Um, and we're talking about uh, the one and only uh, movie from Laika, Laika Studios, Coraline. Uh, mm-hmm. this movie came out well, when did this movie come out it came out like at least like 15 years ago um, and it truly is one of my favorite movies and one of my kids favorite movies on top of that too um, now, we, see that that surprises me because like his Coraline's also like a little bit darker 
in terms of like you know its content and yes. rules and stuff. Yes, very much so. Yeah, so Coraline came about um, back in two thousand nine, right? Mm-hmm. So um, it's been like fucking a hot minute since the Leica released that awesome movie, and to this day we just sit down and watch it and it's like the first time we just sit through the entire movie over and over again and the kids as they grow they have more and more questions about the world of Coraline and and uh, and what Coraline is doing and what the Bell Dam is doing and this crazy world and this dream world and what's real what's not and this movie for sure is um, is one of a kind um, it was a book uh, written by Neil Gaiman uh, the creator of the Sandman series and uh and American Gods, um, mm-hmm. so very good author, uh, very good story. And have you uh, have you read the the original book? No, I have not. No, no, no. Mm. I haven't had a chance. But now that you mentioned it, I have to go out and seek it and see if my kid wants to read it. So we're yeah. reading that shit together. But uh, um, the tale is uh, is one of a girl and her family. You know, moved to a, a new house, and they find this little door which leads to a whole different uh what, what would you say is that like more like a, a dream world or uh like so yeah so they her parents are like gardening reviewers i forget what the thing is but they, yeah. they work all the time you know the father's a novelist the mother works online and they move to this strange house to start a farm it sounds like they, she's trying to renovate the area or this strange place but in this super old home that like he says how old the like the 120 year old oh, home yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, and like they, she find Coraline finds a little door that's like sealed off, and you know it, it. When she's awake, it's sealed off with like bricks, but like at night, whether or not it's like a dream world, that's the other thing. It, it's like, is she dreaming it? Is she, you know? But the whole point is like at night, it opens up to like this whole other world. Like that's yeah. what it is. It's the it's the other world where she starts to meet. Her other mother and her other father and everything's a little bit stranger with that being said um it's a more a deep down inside it's a very a sinister story of just yeah. this monster the bell dam this other mother per, uh, character um of her just pretty much feasting on a, a little girl's soul pretty much you can say um yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, comparisons, yeah. Like, in the in the beginning, like the landlord, or yeah, one of the kids is, or the kid she meets, YB. YB. You know, he's yeah, he's like, oh, like, uh, she never lets kids stay here because it's like, oh, this you know, kids get eaten, kids yeah. get ate. Exactly. So it's like uh, a comparison to like it, for example, right? Yeah, so, yeah. That's so, so like an it monster, and she kind of predicts or has the power to predict of of the kid who's going to be staying obviously in that pink palace right cuz she yeah. created the coraline doll like years before that you know like after i guess you know YB's grandma's sister passed away or something cuz it seems like she was the next victim on the list you know since she knows what's going on and she made the coraline doll so the entire time the doll has been kind of a spy for the belt dam in this world kind of letting the monster know the faults of the family and the wants of Coraline. Um, and this is why when she gets into that world, everything is pretty much perfect for her. You know, mm-hmm. her friend doesn't talk. She has all this food. She has fucking mango milkshakes on on tap. And she has a father who can cook, 
um, a mother who can cook, a father who can play piano, and it's the complete opposite of her life, and it's what she kind of craves um, as, you know, this little girl, pretty much, you know. Uh, she's kind of a brat but, and who doesn't understand that her parents are working, you know. It's like, hey, yeah. hey, hey, little girl, your parents have to make some money, so why don't you shut up and go play in the, in the mud or something? Yeah, as someone who works online, like, I get it. You know, yeah, it's well, just exactly. people, do, people don't, it doesn't exactly click with people that you're working they see you sitting there. They see you on the computer, and it's like, no, you know, I'm working. I'm fucking working. <laughs> exactly. Um, but you know, that's yeah. that's the that's the core thing. It's you know, it is parental neglect. It's at at the core of the story. You know, it, it's but that's also like fairy tale shit. Fairy tales are always like it's got a fucked up parent. It's got you know, but you know a kid what, who's like downtrodden. But you know what though. My wife brought up a good point. She said um, hmm. the demeanor of Coraline's real mom changed after her work was done. So that's true. You remember yeah. how like she w- was like nicer to her and even paying attention to her, and Coraline was just kind of over it because she's like, "Oh, now you're paying attention to me," kind of shit, you know. So the mother was speaking as a parent. You see, like the mother was like, "Okay, I, I I'm done with all my shit now." We can fucking, you know, chit-chat, and we can play, we can go shopping and do all this other shit. But Coraline yeah. at that point was, like, not having it, I guess. Yeah, um, she was already, yeah. like, uh, well, that's that's part of the that's part of the monster thing. You know, it's at this point, she's a kid, and she's, like, liking the other one more. And she's, like, she has the, the dad, uh, when the dad is introduced, that song is probably the best part of Coraline in general. Uh, I yeah. think that's my favorite part, his song. It's like I'm making up a song about Coraline. Like it's it's a good like creepy song. It, yeah. It's got like a cool visual scene where because he's spinning around in the circle, you know, and then like it's kind of uneasy too because he's got the button eyes and like the the hands that like extend out towards the screen. Like they make it really creepy, but at the same time it's got like this song. But if you're listening to it, it's like it's kind of like his tone is good. But at the same time, it's like it's kind of it's sinister the whole time. It's great. Yeah. And I love, I love but that that's and that's the whole that's the movie, right? The movie's like it's a very sinister movie, but it's like it's kind of coded in like this other stuff, like this like it's the other. Like this it's coded in this kind of uh, veil. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's uh, it's it's sinister, but it's coded in like the stuff pleasing to Coraline. You know, it's like I, it's it's. It's made made for kids, you know, but yeah. it's it's sinister. Yeah. That's I I think that's Coraline as a whole, right? No, yeah, I agree one hundred percent. Um, it's like I said, it Neil Gaiman is a great writer. This is mm. this is pretty much what Tim Burton always wants to be to have this kind of of movie and and this kind of tone, you know, without being just all style. You know, it's a great story with um a lot of um of weight on the on the protagonist you know and mm. it's good to see a story like it's a kid story you know it's good to see yeah. kid shit on tv it's good to see a good story where they treat the kid like a kid you know like the kid goes through shit um because that's what the real world is you know <laughs> like off the bat she she fucking is is playing with fucking poison oak so she has poison oak all over her hand you know she fucking gets uh uh, sprayed on by dirty, rusty water, you know, because she's fucking yeah. around with the with the faucets and she's like, you know, it's cool seeing like a kid fuck around and and like explore their new home and their new atmosphere and, and environment and shit. And um, it's cool to see that 
stories like that, you know, still kind of hold weight and, and hold that test of time. And the fact that like kids like mine have a, an eight-year-old and a five-year-old, like they can watch it over and over again and just ask different questions when they watch the movie because they're noticing like little details. Like uh, for instance, in the beginning of the movie, like not everyone pays it like a lot of attention, but you know, that's the Coraline doll being made by the bell dam and stuff. And like, just like all the detail to the threading and, and what the materials that she's using to make uh, the doll and stuff like that. The kids are just picking out every little thing. And that's like a big testament to Leica and, and all they actually do in terms to bring this environment that was created in a book like to life, mm-hmm. you know? And that shit is absolutely wild. I was looking at all the behind the scenes stuff and everything, like even like the blades of grass and everything was made by hand. And yeah. that's that's awesome shit because all that adds to this world that is it has this very dark tone to it especially her real world how it's all dark and dreary since it's like the pacific northwest i think they moved to and uh uh the the other mother world is very vibrant and colorful and they have a good contrast of that but they know how to like keep the same dark tone on both kind of worlds you know it's uh it was very well done and it's just wild how even like a dude my age who's seen Coraline like numerous of times from start to finish um, still kind of likes to see something new in it all the time, you know, that really is kind of dope. And it's uh, it's cool to like just see the craftsmanship of the movie itself. And it's wild to to know that. The, all, everything was made by hand and everything was made by in, in in little form and it's fucking crazy dude like is nuts yeah like uh i they they're really good at doing those kids ones they're not perfect like they've done some stinkers too uh but um they're good ones that way the bad ones the Coraline's a good one my favorite from them is paranorman paranorman is awesome paranorman. too yeah yeah paranorman hits hits harder for me you know just because you know it's it's Teeds and this little kid on this little. It's it's the kid adventure. Yeah, it's it's like Coraline, but Coraline's kind of like a kid fairy tale kind yeah. of thing. You know. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's but um but Paranorman's straight up like Goonies esque, like Goonies style kid adventure movie. And it's very solid. It's for all the same reasons. It's solid. Like you know, but I I kind of like Paranorman Norman better as like a protagonist, preferably. But I like that story a little bit more. Um, yeah, because also, also Coraline's a dick too. So, like, yeah, like she's a little brat. She's a little brat, and I'm glad by the end of the movie she realizes how much of a dick she was in the beginning. So, yeah, and that's what it is. Like, but um, like Kubo, Kubo's also like kind of cool. Kubo's stunning in a, like a different way. Yeah, where it's like they kind of they kind of like blow your mind with how much they're able to do at that point. Because you know Coraline's like one of their. I, I, I almost want to say their first one. I think it's their first one. Yeah. And like compare that to Kubo. Like, and you look at Kubo where it's like, they basically got it down to where it doesn't even look like stop motion anymore, you know, but yeah, Kubo looks like legit CG, man. Yeah. But that's the thing. They're they're They've gotten so good at it now, but, um, but in Coraline, you could see like the effort there. It's kind of like when you're watching like nightmare before Christmas, or like those Rankin Bass movies, where it's like those Christmas specials where you see Rudolph and shit. Yeah, but yeah. it's all <laughs> it's all craftsmanship. It's all hand like handmade, and that just makes it a little more special. 
you know. Yeah, it's um, and it's good job for um, Terry Hatcher uh, doing the voice of the Bell Dam. I think she did a great job. Oh right, yeah. yeah. And Keith David, of course, as as a fucking mm-hmm. was puss cat Jonesy, right? Yeah, it's it's a good cast. Uh, yeah. like it's a solid cast. Good cast, yeah. man. Good cast, good movie. Um, as, as I was saying before, I think uh, there's parts of Coraline that bring me um, back a lot to uh, Nancy from A Nightmare on Elm Street. There's a lot mm. of uh, um, of stuff that just kind of is, is similar in terms of um, like her getting ready to fight him in his world, right? Um, mm. As Coraline is ready for the bell dam to fight the bell dam in her world and try to bring her back and try to get back everything back to the real world in order to kind of stop everything from happening um so it was very cool to kind of get that vibe with this movie because it felt like this girl finally it was like it gave me a vibe of nightmare on elm street with a little bit of home alone you know um yeah where it was like this person had just just fucking had it it's like all right we have to figure this out we have to find a way to kind of you know just survive this night and you know either get my parents back or you know save the lost souls of the kids and shit um Mm. it was it was very cool to see that because i got that vibe from nightmare on elm street as well when nancy was trying to prep everything in order to get freddy but uh but yeah it was a dope movie man i like Coraline. Um, yeah. And I think uh, it, it's one of the stories that stands the test of time over and over and over again. Um, mm-hmm. And it's the story of just uh, a little girl, you know, growing as a person and uh, making sure they, uh, you know, fight off fucking evil and throw it in a well, you know. And with that, folks, thank you very much for joining us on this episode um, of The Morgue, episode 44 of the mm-hmm. official Course Feed podcast. And with me, as always, is Mr. Nick Valdez at comicbook.com. And I am Arturo Padilla, the guy behind the face. And as always, people stay safe, wear your mask, Black Lives Matter, and it's a scary world out there, and we're here to walk you through it. But uh, let's uh, thank Dell for the very awesome artwork you guys are seeing at Del Virus on Instagram, and let's thank uh, Mr. Glenn Borowski for the awesome music here. Mm-hmm.